What's going on, everybody? Happy Monday, and welcome into another edition of the Better Baseball MLB DFS podcast here at Fantasy Alarm and the Better Sports Network. I am your host, James Grande. And no, it's not Justin Fensterman. No, it's not John and Pemba. No, it's not Colby Conway, who we saw last week. It is the one and only, the Roto Buzz guy, Howard Bender, here with me on today's show. Howard, what's going on, brother? Happy Monday. And uh, welcome into the podcast. I know you you filled in admirably last Monday, so you're back at it again uh, this Monday. I am back at it again this Monday. I'm very much looking forward to it. I, uh, you know, listen, what's what's better than spending like a your, your morning cup of coffee or a bottle of water for that matter than hanging out here on the Better Sports Network? First, it's the morning show. Now here we are here on the uh, on the DFS podcast. So let's wow. chop it up. I mean, talk about a grinder. You know, uh, now we're not talking about a coffee grinder. That's to come soon for both of us. Um, but it is the uh, the grinder that you are, Howard. We appreciate you uh, very much. So interesting weekend uh, behind us of baseball. We had course flate, uh, course field slates galore. Um, but on to Monday slate, Howard. And as per usual, we dive into our odds section here to kick off um, what's going on. A, a look ahead, shall we? Anything interesting in terms of money lines or over-unders that you see? We don't have to deal with cores. Thankfully, I feel I feel a little fatigue from cores over the last, you know, six games because I think it's been back-to-back series at Coors Field. Uh, anything that we should be looking at or anything that you have your eye on uh, on the Vegas front? Um, I mean, are we talking about just the main slate for DFS? So, yep. okay. Yep. Um, then, no, I don't think that there's anything that really stood out uh, as far as the uh, as far as the lines went, I was looking at uh, at some of the. Uh, I mean, the money lines don't really have too great of an effect. So you know, Nothing. obviously taking a look at the uh, at the totals, and you know, I don't really see anything set too much tonight. Um, I think it's kind of funny right now. Lines that I'm seeing, uh, Atlanta, Cleveland. You expect that to be a nine. Uh, you know, with the matchup there, I'm surprised that DraftKings has. Uh, some interesting, uh, you know, lines that are out now. The seven and a half for the Twins uh, Royals game. I think that might be a, a little one sided, maybe a little low there. That maybe that's what they're thinking. Uh, and then, yeah, I mean, you know, as far as like looking at the the line that you've got right now for uh, for Seattle, San Francisco, yep. makes it look like you've got yourself a nice little pitching matchup. So lean pitchers, not hitters. Yeah, I think that was the one game that stood out to me. Anytime you see seven implied runs i think that's very notable um i mean it's a good pitching environment out west in seattle or in san francisco and it is a good matchup overall logan webb versus brian Wu. so you know good transition i'd say right into the pitcher's position howard what are your top pitching options uh on this main slate um well i mean listen two uh two bits of news that i think are are incredibly important to uh, this bit of uh, of what we're looking at now for starting pitching. Number one, Clayton Kershaw is actually expected to land on the IL. Yep. Um, I looked into it, and so far the only thing that I have seen is that Michael Grove is the candidate to be called up. And it's Christmas. Yeah, I mean, listen, you, yeah it's, it's Christmas. <laughs> it's Christmas. Right. So so automatically, I mean that that turns into a, a beautiful hitting target. But you know what? If we're talking about um, on the pitching side. Uh, how about this? Jaime Berea has been pushed up and he's going to be pitching on four days rest uh, so that um, 
Otani can you know, let his fingernails, cracked fingernail heal. And Berea, I mean, listen, he's not a great pitcher. And obviously that's definitely going to push your, your attention more towards uh, the, the Padres in that matchup. But what I think that allows you, that, that pushes you to do is think more about, okay, if there's, if it's Michael Grove and the Pirates, we've got some bargain hitters there. But yeah. if you want to stack like Padres, and you want to look at Tatis, and you want to look at Soto, and you want to look at some of those, uh, you know, some of those big bats that are in there for the Padres. Then, then you're going to have to find some value. And and I think that while my top, you know, if my my top plays are Joe Ryan and Logan Webb, but I don't think I'm going to even use either of them based on some of the hitters that I want to use. So I'd agree on the top on who the top options are i'm not totally there yet on fading joe ryan per se and i think that has to do more with the matchup because what we've known from kansas city from jump street is that they can't hit right-handed pitching and that hasn't changed one bit with yeah. when Vinny pasquantino was in the lineup to when he wasn't right and that only made it worse because he was one of their best bats in that lineup so I understand that Joe Ryan is coming off the start. You know what, Howard? Chalk that one up as the Braves being the Braves, right? Like, oh yeah, I'm not worried about. I'm not worried about Joe Ryan. All the only thing that like, that concerns me about Joe Ryan, and I guess as we kind of look through some value plays and things like that, I mean, I'd love to use them. I just, you know, if you want to stack that top end of right. the Padres lineup, it, chances are you're probably not going to be able to. I guess it depends because we can then pivot to our value, our favorite value plays, because talk to me about who those guys or one singular player is, because it depends. Like Brian Wu at 6,600 is, I, I think, a picture that you and I both have interest in. Mm -hmm. If we were to start a build, right, hypothetically with Wu and Ryan, you still have nearly $4,200 a position like per player for the rest of your – so like – you could probably make a lineup. I, I know where you're coming from, but um, that's just an example. But why don't you talk yeah. to me about Wu at 6,600 and, and why uh, you're so high in him? I mean, I, listen, I'm a big fan of his. I mean, you know, Cleveland's not a good lineup. They're, they're a lineup that's built for, for speed and not power, and yet they try to be power hitters with Josh Naylor and, and Jose Ramirez. It's just it's not a strong lineup. And what Wu gives you is that he gives you a, a guy who's going to go five five and two-thirds innings he's going to keep the damage to a minimum there's nothing great about him he's got good strikeouts not great strikeouts i think the best thing about woo here is the fact that he is going up against you know a, a cleveland team that you know for all intents and purposes uh pretty soft you look at them they're they're in the bottom five and in, in weighted on base average against right-handed pitching their isolated power mark is around like 120 125 so that's clearly below average. So you're not dealing with a with a heavy hitting lineup. Could he get caught up by giving up a, a home run to Jose Ramirez? Yeah, of course he could. But what you're looking for, and and let's just let's call him our second starter because there's nobody below him that I'm even going to remotely think about. So as your second starter, you give me five innings, five or six strikeouts. Uh, you know, you give up two earned runs. I'm okay with that. You know, I think that he will likely be in for the, you know, hopefully be in, in line for the win, but you know, I mean, we'll have to wait and see about that, but minimizing damage at that price to me is what's most important. 
it is just worth noting, Howard, he is facing San Francisco. Um, oh, San Francisco, that's right. San Francisco, it's okay. Um, it, it's still <laughs> relatively a good spot. San Francisco is a team that has struck out a lot. They've been a team that has had a lot of injuries in their on their off. I mean, Levante Wade misses the last weekend. Michael Conforto's been in and out of the lineup. Yastrzemski back on the IL. What was once a lefty-riddled lineup is not and hasn't been the last few days just with all the injuries. So uh, definitely benefits Wu regardless. Um, he's he's our SP Wu today, Howard. Uh, he's my favorite SP Wu of the op, of the slate for sure. Um, if you were looking at any other spend-down options, who would be that for you? Um, I, I don't – I mean, below Wu, nobody. If I'm looking for somebody with value – I like Bryce Elder a lot, and that's, okay. you know, there you go. If I want to start, uh, you know, talking about facing Cleveland, I guess is, right. you know, the, the the way to do it. Maybe that's kind of where, where my mindset was right. uh, with that because, yeah, I mean, listen, I think Elder – I mean, look at what the Braves are doing right now. I mean, yeah, it's stupid. What, is it eight or nine in a row that they've won? But they've won 16 out of their last 17 games. The yep. bats are wide awake. The pitchers are getting the run support. The pitchers are pitching with tremendous confidence. And and let's face it, like I fear for poor little Gavin Williams. I know what he did against <laughs> Kansas City, but the start before that against Oakland, he had trouble with because he was nervous. <laughs> what are you gonna do when you're like standing there on the mound and you're and you're looking down the barrel of this gun that's the the Braves lineup? So you know, I think Bryce Elder. I don't think he'll have a, a big issue with that Cleveland lineup. Uh, at all. If I didn't think Wu was going to have it, you certainly didn't think Bryce Elder was going to. Um, so, you know, obviously Elder is a guy who, now if you really wanted to get crazy, you could probably go Elder and Wu in your lineup, but you still want to go Joe Ryan. I get it. I get no, it. Not, I like not, Elder. Necess- not necessarily. I, I like Elder. The only thing that I sometimes struggle with Bryce Elder, and I was in on him in the Minnesota start, is when he's $9,200, I can't get 16 fantasy points. If I want to want, if I want to win a tournament, it's fine for a cash game. If I'm someone who is playing tournaments with Bryce Elder, I need the eight strikeout performance that he had against the Mets, or I need the start prior against Philly where he goes seven scoreless. Cause he isn't a guy who's going to strike out a lot of people. He's, he's just not. And Cleveland isn't a team that strikes out to begin with. Right. So I think Elder fits best in a cash game, okay. but Eighty one hundred is also the the best price he's been since. I mean, April. Well, you, could, you could throw Jump Street out there, couldn't right. you? I just love hearing young kids say Jump Street these days. It was a good. I mean, it was a good. It's a pretty good phrase. Um, that's that's a line from my era. It is a line. Well, they also made an. They made. They then they dropped a movie Twenty One Jump Street and Twenty Two Jump Street and all the Jump Streets and uh, they're good. Um, it was, you it was a them. TV show before it was a uh, before it was a movie. Well, you know, that one that one flew over my head. Are you um, serious? Johnny Depp? Yeah, I had no Peter, idea. Peter DeLuise? No idea who that person is. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no idea who that person is. I'm sure they had a great acting career. No idea. Oh, my God. I wish um, the 80s would just come in and take a dump on your lap. You know who? They probably, they're probably, uh, they probably were acting pretty wells back in the day. So I'm going to go with Tyler here. And, that was uh, the worst segue known to mankind. <laughs> that was horrible. Known for it. It's what I'm known for. Just go that back and the watch worst. some of these episodes. Just go back and watch some of these episodes. I drop a couple of these per show. Um, <laughs> I really, 
you're too young for the dad jokes. Orion is not old enough yet for these dad jokes. Well, like I'm preparing for number two. So like, you know, I, I mean, there's all gas, no brakes at this point, Howard. Like, <laughs> you know, there's, there's no going back. Like we're just, we're full fledged ahead. But now that bad joke aside, look, Tyler Wells has been maybe probably top five, one of the most surprising arms across the league, I'd say. And mostly because of the strikeouts. You look up and down seven, six, eight, anomaly four, nine, seven, eight, seven, eight. Like Tyler Wells has turned into a pretty elite strikeout artist. And we're talking about teams, Cincinnati, good offense. Tampa Bay has been the best team in baseball throughout. Toronto, San Francisco, like, Good team after good team after good team, and Tyler Wells continues to, to pitch well. And now he gets the Yankees, and I know the Yankees woke up a little bit post and during the Domingo Herman perfect game, but like they are still missing a lot of what they do best, and that's just Aaron Judge specifically. And the rest of the lineup, other than Anthony Volpe, is just not doing anything. So I really like Tyler Wells here, 7,700. Another guy who's just severely underpriced compared to what he's kind of been. Um, And I think there's a lot of strikeout appeal. And that's where like me who plays tournaments would rather play him than someone like Bryce Elder in a tournament, because I think there's just infinitely more strikeout upside. And when you're playing DraftKings, not FanDuel, that's what you need. You need people who can miss bats because DraftKings dings you for every little Every time someone reaches base, every time someone breaks a fingernail, you lose a point. So um, I really like Tyler Wells at 7,700 against the Yankees. I could definitely get behind Tyler Wells. I mean, obviously, you know, you never want to go up against your Yankees, but, dude, this this is not our Yankees. This is definitely a shell of our Yankee team. So I've got no problem going with Tyler Wells. Um, You know, big fan. Obviously, he's going opposite Domingo Herman who's coming off of the perfect game. There's zero chance that he's ever going to come close to that level again. So you're probably ticking towards Tyler Wells on getting that win for you too. Yeah. Um, I, and you know what, like new, the Yankee stadium buff for offenses hasn't been this year. It has not been a very good, uh, when you look at our park ratings over at fancyalarm.com, has not been a very offensive friendly park other than that right field porch. So uh, something to keep in mind. Uh, Howard, before we head into our infield breakdown, I just want to give the people out there a little uh, a little read here about RT Sports, real-time sports, and their pick'em promo they got running over there, uh, rtsports.com. And if you guys do want to play a little pick'em, you guys have played prize picks and underdog. It's essentially similar. They have a pick'em uh, on their daily contest. If you go to rtsports.com slash alarm, first-time depositors get an instant $100 uh, $100 deposit match or 100% deposit match up to $200 using code ALARM23. And it's been a really nice, profitable uh, game over this weekend. I've tested it. I really liked it. Um, It's Again, it's props. It's over. It's under. You want Kevin Gossman, seven and a half strikeouts on Sunday. Do you want Bryce Harper, seven and a half fantasy points over under? Um, it's been a it's been a very nice change of pace from Prize Picks and Underdog, and you know they're our partner, and I I, I using their site means more to me uh, at this time. So if you guys want to come over and go to rtsports.com/alarm, 
using code ALARM23. It's a 100% instant match up to $200. Uh, again, instantly. So uh, RT Sports has been uh, a great find over this la- over this weekend, Howard, for me. And I- I've really enjoyed my time over there. All right. Sounds good. And as always, everybody, please play responsibly. Uh, if somebody out there does need help, you or anybody you know, 1-800-GAMBLER uh, is the way to go. All right. Let's do that infield breakdown because, you know, I, I almost feel like I don't know how long you and John usually go for the the, the run here, but I always feel like we can blend it because it's a short slate. I feel like we can talk infield and outfield at the same time because I've got certain targets basically. But what's if if you want to stay with the infield here, um, I, I'll just you know my top plays and the reason for it here is here's what I've got earmarked. I've got earmarked a pot you know stacking Padres uh, because of the uh, of the matchup against Jaime Berea being pushed up, uh, and and I and I worry about him. Uh, if Michael Grove does get the start and it's a bullpen game for the Dodgers, load me up on Pirates. Um, they're mostly at, at value plays right now. Um, and then I and I love Braves lefties uh, against Gavin Williams, and I and I love Twins righties. Uh, you know against uh, against Austin Cox, the uh, the lefty for them. So top plays in the infield for me right now. Uh, Matt Olson at first, Manny Machado at third. Give me the corners. Give me some serious power. I know they cost you a ton of money, but those guys, I mean, come on. Look, look at what Olson's been doing in recent games right now. I don't know how you fade how you fade any of these Braves hitters. Yeah, I don't know how you fade any Brave ever. Uh, I put out a tweet on Saturday and said, for now on, I'm just if I'm playing multiple lineups, I'm just running a five-stack Brave lineup every single day until it just – until it just proves that it's not going to work anymore because it's working. Until Acuna is seventy five hundred bucks. Until you, I mean, even then, I'll find a way. <laughs> I'll, fi- I'll find a way at that point because he's still going to go forty and eighty this year. So like, it's still probably going to pay off. Um, I don't have much to add at the top tier uh, per se. Like, I like all those names. I do like Baltimore here um, because my fade at pitcher is Domingo Herman, and I, you know. Shame, fool me once, shame on me. Fool me tw- twice, or fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. I don't know, however the saying goes. Well, you, Domingo you, Herman, you, you caught it finally. Okay. Whatever the saying is, Domingo Herman is not that guy. And I wish I had the meme. He's not that guy, pal. Like, he went into that start against Oakland, allowing 15 earned runs over his last two starts. And then he gets Oakland, right? And obviously, Domingo Herman had a career start. But Ryan O'Hearn has been a good power bat from the left side, and Domingo Herman has struggled against lefties. Gunnar Henderson has been a very good power bat from the left side. He has given righties fits. And how about Jordan Westberg, if we want to dive into the value tier? 11 of his 12 AAA home runs or minor league home runs this year came against right-handed pitching. Guy is now multi-position eligible. He's extremely talented. And yes, he's going to hit at the bottom of this order for Baltimore, but we talk about it all the time. I love wraparound stacks here, Howard. Mm-hmm. Um, and Jordan Westberg, if you're, and I'm going to be stacking Baltimore, I, I would include them into the mix, into the fray that you included. Cause other, I have nothing really to add on that front. Like you are correct on all those. I'm throwing Baltimore in the ring because Domingo Herman, outside of an outlier performance and outside of performance, performance, he was using sticky stuff and they let him pitch through. He's been terrible for the large part of the year. So uh, I really like some Baltimore and Westberg, O'Hearn for a cheap home run, and Gunnar Henderson here in the infield. 
Interesting. Interesting. Uh, yeah, well, I mean, we'll have to see what the lineup actually looks like when it does come out. Sunday's lineup uh, had Westberg batting uh, batting seventh. Yep. Um, and even going up against a righty in, uh, in, in uh, Sonny Gray, O'Hearn got the day off. Uh, okay. I guess maybe that's probably because they had Rutschman as, as the DH, so they had to find a home for Anthony Bamboom. But yes. yeah, I'd love to, I'd love to see it. Like if it wrapped around like that, and you got like the Westberg Mullins kind of Gunnar Henderson sort of thing, I'd be in on that. I would definitely be in on that. Um, um, no, go up? ahead. No, go ahead. Oh, I was just gonna say I was gonna throw out some value guys to yep. uh, to to throw in there as well. Um, you know, I mean, like I said, Padres. So Gary Sanchez is in play for me. I got a, I got a feeling about Jake Cronenworth. I don't know what it is. I just I've got a feeling about Jake Cronenworth, and and I'm gonna you know take a look at him. I, I just again, it's it's Berea who right. you know for his career, you know you're talking about like a like a 341 weighted on base average against left-handed hitters. So you know you're looking at him being <clears throat> excuse me pushed up. His numbers against lefties aren't really great right now either. I mean they're not great against righties, but. They're worse against lefties, and that's just been his tradition. So, you know, I kind of look at uh, at Cronenworth. <coughs> Hayesong Kim might get a look from me, um, and then I like uh, and I like Carlos Correa as a nice little value play as well. I think Correa is going to be nice. And then, like you, we were talking about before, we were talking about the Pittsburgh Pirates. You know, Correa for me, the right-handed bat. I love that against uh, <clears throat> Austin Cox. But then, you know, if we're talking about stacking those uh, those Pirates, we'll have to see what the lineup looks like. But Carlos Santana, Henry Davis, um, like, you know, those guys are going to be available to you at, like, next to nothing in price. Uh, Nick Gonzalez is nothing in price. Who He's been kind of good since getting called up, too. Little yep. pop in his bat. 2K, second base, shortstop eligible. So love the Pirates' value, especially if Michael Grove is on the mound. Uh, Howard, throw, throw some of your favorite outfield plays. I know you were like thinking about grouping them, but, uh, we got a lot of, there's always a lot of outfielders available. So what are, who are some of your favorite outfielders on Monday sleep? Um, all right. Well, again, I'm sticking in that same range. I'm telling you, I'm going to have like, I'm going to have like four different teams represented in my, in my lineup. And it's going to be the Braves, the Padres, the Pirates, and the Twins. That's really where it's going to be bulked up so in the outfield acuna tatis and buxton top end guys i love all of them i'd be happy to use them all value plays uh lefty bats and michael harris the second and uh, and eddie rosario i think both those work uh brian reynolds and andrew mccutcheon jake sawinski whole pirates outfield i'm i'm ready to use um yeah and i think uh maybe michael a taylor if he's actually uh gonna be sitting in that twins lineup if you can get a, a little twin stack because i think that uh i think the tw a twin stack is gonna catch a lot of people by surprise it's not gonna be contrarian but it's gonna catch a lot of people by surprise i think it will because their propensity to strike out against lefties this year has been yep. high so like i actually i would actually split the difference and say it would be a little contrarian too i think you're gonna get the twins a little alone because they've struck out a lot against lefties so uh that remains to be seen uh, I'm okay getting to Minnesota. I've just, it's scary against the lefty. That's the only thing. It's a little scary. They have not been the same guys they've been. Now, I say that, and I have Byron Buxton as listed as one of my favorite plays. That's because a streaking Byron Buxton is the best Byron Buxton. He's been better uh, over this weekend. 
Uh, I love Cedric Mullins, Anthony Santander, both those Baltimore guys I mentioned. I think they're going to hit uh, Domingo Herman pretty hard. Juan Soto, as you mentioned, and Brian Reynolds back from the IL on Sunday. I like, to your, to your Padres point, Trent Grisham's been awesome against right-handed pitching lately. Uh, I can get there. Sawinski, you know, more on him in a little bit. And then Henry Davis uh, in the outfield. I know you mentioned him earlier as well. Uh, he should be hitting right in the middle of that lineup um, as well. Howard, I haven't, this is my first pod with you since we've introduced this segment. So it's, I like seeing uh, Grande's Gems and then next to it seeing Bender's Big Times. I like the, uh, I like that. That's nice. Um, you couldn't go, I mean, you know, there could have been a little more alliteration, but who's, to, you know, I'm not going to blame you for anything. Big, big boys? You want big boys? <laughs> I'll give you Bender's Big Boys. Here you go. I wasn't, I wasn't going to say that, but. Uh, why don't you run down? Oh no, you type. There it in you the go. Doc. It's, it's in the it's in the show doc right now. That's Bender's unfo- big boys. All right, you so ready? I'm going to talk to you about my Bender's big boys. Yes, right go here. while you're doing this with the voice, please. Do yes, I do please. I just run through all of them right here? Or do we go one, yes. one, 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 one? Which one? Yes. Which way you yeah. want to do it? No, you run through them all. Run through all your big boys. <laughs> Home run call of the night, Jake Cronenworth. I told you earlier. I was just something about him. It's gonna do something to, tonight. I said my top stack, I really, I do. I like the Twins because I don't think they're going to go as heavily owned. And I feel like the Braves are my contrarian stack because I feel like a lot of people are just going to be afraid to just pay up. Like that's that's okay. the thing is I think people are just going to be afraid to pay up for the uh, for the Braves there. Um, uh, star of the night, Matt Olson. <laughs> when isn't he the star of the night? And uh, and your value play of the night, I'm telling you, man, I'm, I'm going with Bryce Elder. Bryce Elder's going to help me get those big boy bats into my lineup because I'm going to put him and Wu in as my two starting pitchers. Brian S.P. Wu. Got it. Um, (laughs) Yeah, Spoo. Ooh, nice. Uh, My home run call is going to be none other than Jack Sawinski, and we're going to parlay that right into our top stack because I heard Michael Grove was the starting pitcher potentially in that. Really gets me excited. Really gets me going. Uh, contrarian sack of the night. I'm going to go Orioles. I don't know how many people are going to attack Domingo Herman coming off the 24th perfect game in MLB history, but I will uh, because I'm not, I don't think Domingo Herman is who we just saw uh, the last time out. Brian Reynolds, fresh off the IL. I don't care. He's my star of the night in my Pittsburgh stack. Michael Grove cannot pitch it to left handed bats. And speaking of Brian S. S Poo S Woo. What was the Brian Swoo? Swoo? Spoo. Uh, he is my value play of the night. Howard, we have a couple minutes remaining. I'm okay if we want to toy with the elder Woo build here. Uh, if as we head into our lineup construction, it does allow us forty four hundred dollars. That is going to allow us to get Braves. And I already know both you and I want Matt Olson in our build, if anybody else. In the Braves lineup, it's Matt Olson coming off all the home runs he's hit lately. Well, you got to put Brian Reynolds in into the outfield because he's your star of the night. Yep, agreed. Um, now let's see what we can do as far as, here you go, as far as getting some of your O's in there and getting some of uh, some of my uh, my Braves in there. If the Twins make you a little nervous. I get that the Twins make you a little nervous. but They do, they do make me... They do make me a little nervous. Um, I, don't, I, don't, I don't want you to, I don't want you to freak out, man. <laughs> I mean, the cheapest brave that we have available is Eddie Rosario. Actually, he's actually the cheapest, the quite literal. And is that someone that you'd have interest in forty one hundred? I mean, oh yeah, 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 absolutely, dude, absolutely. 
Okay. What did um, Braves lineup look like? Yeah, you go. Yeah. Oh, yeah. All right. Yeah. I like, I told you, any any lefty bat from the Braves, okay. I think works for me. Uh, Westberg in at second um, or third or third. Probably second is a second's always like a kind of a position that we can plug and play a value in. Uh, Jordan Westberg, I think, fits there. I like him in the value tier. You got $4,200. Um, Gary Sanchez behind the plate. Gary Sanchez behind the plate, 3,900, a little power bat there. What do we have for value? Do we have any like third base or shortstop value that we're really interested in? I know you want to play. We can't play Cronenworth. Unfortunately, he's first base right, only right, here. Right, right, right. Um, um, oh, get Kyle Farmer in there huh? or Correa. Get Correa at short. He's, he's mid-tier. We can get Correa at short. Farmer, I mean, we could. Farmer's like a very good value. Does he play second and third? I do, yeah. He's free. Ooh, Howard. Does that give us, what does that give Soto. us? The Soto? Done. Done? Done. Bryce Elder, Brian Wu, Gary Sanchez, Matt Olson, Jordan Westberg, Kyle Farmer, Carlos Correa, Brian Reynolds, Eddie Rosario, Juan Soto, $300 remaining. It's a good lineup, Howard. Ba-boom. Good lineup. Uh, that will do it for us here. 5 p.m. We will be back. Not Howard, but I will be back with a surprise guest. I think it's Colby Conway. I haven't checked the schedule yet. Uh, but I think it's Colby Conway here at 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time here on the Better Sports Network and Fantasy Alarm for the Better Baseball DFS live show. For Howard, for James, we'll catch you guys later.